What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Jet Stream, the official New York Jets podcast of Gotham Sports Network. My name is Jesse Finver, and as always with me is Connor Sheeran. Connor, my co-host, how we doing? You know, Jesse, considering how bad things are in Jets land, I'm doing all right. You know, I don't want to let the Jets get me down anymore. It's a, they will, but I'm trying not to. It is a stress-free Sunday for us. Exactly. Something that we haven't had in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's very nice. The Jets currently sit at 0-4. That is not very nice. Uh, and we haven't recorded a pod in about a week and a half or so because uh, of the law, because of you know, two games in a short amount of time. We figured, you know what, let's just record both of these games and or record a podcast breaking down both these games at the same time because this team, you know, just doesn't deserve uh, a short week podcast. It really didn't, honestly. No, the way, the way that they've they've performed and driven us absolutely insane uh yeah they, they didn't deserve it so here <laughs> so here we are it's sunday it's 10 i'm like looking for my apple my, my watch i got i got the new apple watch i'm, I'm obsessed nice. i'm obsessed with it it's just it's so convenient but i don't have it right now um and yeah it's sunday 10 30 10 45 got football on all throughout the day hopefully Hopefully we get this Chiefs-Pats Monday night game. Uh, but with, I want to start with what, what's been going on this week in the NFL, which has been a lot of COVID. Um, whole lot of COVID. Yeah, a whole lot of COVID. A whole lot of a heaping amount of COVID. Yeah, it is a nice steaming heap of COVID. Um, all right, so the Titans-Steelers game was postponed. Uh, and as a Derrick Henry owner uh, in fantasy football, that really hurt me. Um, you know. And then I also have Clyde Edward Tolaire on the same team. And Damn. the Chiefs game might get, get postponed. But good news came out this morning uh, from Adam Schefter that there have been no more positive tests for the Patriots two days in a row, which is big. But the Chiefs did have their own COVID uh, positive test with Jordan Tamu, uh, the former Ole Miss quarterback. So, Connor, just kind of give me your thoughts on what the last week has been like. Because for me, I, I feel like it's been a whirlwind of – are we going to have games? Is it time to reevaluate if, if this is the right way to do the season? I saw a report that they were saying that there are some coaches who are like, let's just blow it all up and do a 12-game season and everybody stays at hotels the rest of the season, and they do mini bubbles. I yeah. saw, I think I saw Rovell say they should do 32 bubbles or something. Maybe it wasn't Rovell, but it's definitely something Rovell would say. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was going to put his hand as if, how does that work? <laughs> yeah, so what are your thoughts on this? Because this, this has been a lot this week. I mean, it was something that I think we all knew was going to happen at some point. I mean, it was just like it was untenable to do something similar to what Major League Baseball did, which is allowing teams to continue to travel across the country, flying, staying in hotels and uh, like all over the place, especially, you know, yeah, just flying across the country for some of these teams. It, it just it was something that was inevitably going to happen. And a mini outbreak with Tennessee, you know, it's, they were just the first team that this happened to. It was going to happen to some team. Listen, if the president know? of the United States gets COVID, then anybody can get COVID. Right. Now, exactly. granted, you know, the president didn't really do much to prevent himself from getting COVID <laughs> uh, compared to these NFL teams, but that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of policies in place and these guys get tested every single day. Yeah. Um, I'm just hoping that, you know, I mean, listen, these guys, player the player safety is utmost importance, right? Yeah. Whatever these guys do, I'm going to support. Um, and by these guys, I mean the league. <clears throat> if, if the league decides to go into a bubble, 
obviously, I mean, the players aren't going to be fans of that because they're not going to be able to see their families and whatnot. But right. listen, from what I'm reading, you know, Cam Newton's a guy who lives alone, and other than where he go, like where he sleeps, he lives at the facility. And right. So, you know, anybody can really get it. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it just takes one trip to a CVS to get to co- to get you know co- to contract it. It's right. completely you know crapshoot. So that's my thing though. Don't go to CVS. Don't no. go to CVS. <laughs> don't, don't don't go anywhere. Like literally if you're it, like I remember at the beginning of the season Sam Darnold said, "Yeah, I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going right. to stay at my apartment and then come to the facility and I guess I'll just order a bunch of food or someone will make me food." I don't know. Like I don't know like what Sam's doing for sustenance, but I'm assuming that you know they're they're taking it seriously. Right. Um, maybe you want to change that sustenance, maybe that diet up, Sam, because yeah, whatever whatever you're doing right now, it ain't working. It ain't working. <laughs> you know. Um, but all right, let's. <clears throat> you know, obviously this has been a crazy week with COVID. We hope everybody gets through it if they have it, or tests negative if they currently don't. Um, but I don't think that our listeners want to hear about us talk about other teams. They're here for the Jets. Right. And right now, this team is an absolute shit show. Um, and I'm not mincing words here today, folks. Uh, Please don't. They don't deserve it. This team has let up 36 and 37 points back-to-back weeks, three t- over 30 points three weeks in a row, and the Bills only scored 27. Only scored 27. So the Jets, I'm going to look this up, and you can give your take on the, uh, your, your general 1,000-foot view uh, of, of what we saw the last two weeks while I looked this up, but they have to be up there in most yards allowed in the league. Like, I, I feel I mean, like... They, yeah, they have to. I mean, running on the ground and in the air, they have to be. Right. I don't know off the top of my head either, but you're right. So what's your what's your 1,000-foot view of, of, what we, of what we saw? Uh, I mean, overall, I think the, I think the biggest surprise i mean i say surprise i mean we, we all knew going into the season that they obviously weren't going to be contenders or or anything of that nature but i think the biggest surprise for me has been how bad the defense has been you know they we said uh we've said a couple times that the biggest like the biggest surprise last year was how good the defense ended up being at least on the ground was that greg williams managed to you know piece things together when uh guys like cj mosley and avery williamson went down and other guys, you know, Quinton Williams was just, uh, were underperforming that he managed to find, you know, diamonds in the rough. And those, some of those diamonds have gone, turned back into coal, I guess you would say, bless Austin. I don't know what's going on with him between maybe it's just because he's been, you know, nagged down by an injury, but him and then, you know, guys like Pierre Desir, who, yes, he had two interceptions and a pick six in that Thursday night game, but that guy stinks. Like he's Stinks. terrible, terrible. The, the one interception he got, it was on the sideline. Yeah, he made a great play, but that was like right to it. And then chest. he had a pick six, but like and he had a pick six. Yeah. but it's like uh, I mean, he's he's not good. And people were saying some, like, so this is a national televised game, and so everybody that like you know every NFL writer you can think of is talking about the Jets game, which is you know on a normal in a normal year, it's very nice to have like the whole football world talking about your team, uh, but this is not a normal year, uh, and by that I mean the Jets are just especially bad this year um people were they were saying like oh yeah uh Pierre Desaire is having the best and worst game I've ever seen (laughs) in my entire life at the exact same time that's actually a good way to put it (laughs) you know because he like a pit he had two interceptions one of them pick six yeah I said he couldn't decide whether or not he wants to be a a good cornerback or a bad cornerback 
Yeah, right he there. couldn't so figure it out. There was a touchdown to Jerry Judy, and the ball literally went through his hands, and Jerry Judy just happened to have his hands right behind his. Listen, I'm, I'm, I ain't too upset about that Judy touchdown. I started Judy in fantasy on a whim over A.J. Green. So That was a quick – that must have been a quick, like, 10, 11 points. In that yeah, amount. and also we got a bonus for a 40-yard touchdown, which was nice. <laughs> um, all right, so I looked it up. Uh, we are talking Jets defense real quick. Uh, the Jets are 18th in yards allowed per game. Um, they are thir- – wait, how many teams are in the NFL, 30 or 32? 32. They are 31st in the league Yep, in yards allowed total. And Who's 32? Can, can, you, can you guess? No, the Giants actually are middle – Giants, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I think they're 12th in yards really? allowed. Which is, yeah, huh. and like – they're all like they're they're tied with the Patriots. The Chiefs are right there. I mean, the Giants' defense hasn't been that bad. Like wow. they're all like within like fifty, like sixty yards of each other for like that top, like like after the top five. Right. Um, like the Colts have left let up six hundred seventy six yards on, of offense so far. That's it through four three games. Through three games, they've let up that that, that many, which is very mm-hmm. impressive. Um, yeah. The Jets. <laughs> 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 This doesn't even make sense to me. Uh, so the Jets have, are 1,475 yards allowed uh, through four. Oh, okay, through four games. And Broncos are 1,461 and through mm. four games. Uh, which why that, That's why their yards per game allowed is so much lower than the Seahawks. Because uh, the, the Seahawks. Have been surprisingly bad. The Seahawks, they're, can you guess? Because they're, they're last, the Seahawks. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Now, now that you say that, I, I remember seeing that the other day. So, can you guess how many yards allowed per game they're letting up? Isn't it like it's somewhere between four and four fifty, right? It's uh four hundred ninety-seven point three wow. yards per game, and they've let up fourteen hundred and ninety-two. Yikes! Yeah. Yep. Seattle. What you doing out there, pal? Not great. Not playing this week, but <laughs> now, now the yard, the average yards per game will come down probably. Yeah, um, uh, who is Seattle playing this week? Uh, I think they're playing Miami. I think they're in Miami. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they should. They should do. They should perform well against Miami. Yeah, they're gonna. They're gonna go off. It's I mean, Patrick. Like. They're gonna be fine. Um. So yeah, that that was. I, mean, I just wanted to look up how many yards. The, the Jets. My point is, the Jets suck. Okay. <laughs> Jets, defense is, Jets defense is straight trash. The point okay. is, this Jets defense stinks on ice. And you're right. Uh, this is a, this was something that the Jets were kind of ho- hoping wouldn't be an issue. This right. was a, this was a uh, a team that excelled on defense last year. Uh, now, obviously, I mean, people are like, "Oh, they had C.J. Mo-. No, they had C.J. Mosley for one game, but they did have Jamal Adams and they had Leonard Williams and Leonard Williams." As much as we like to make fun of him because he doesn't get sacks, you know he does a lot of good things still. And I'll, right. it, it, but like it's still a lot of fun to make fun of him for sure. <laughs> it's and great. It, and I can't wait for the Giants to extend him because he doesn't deserve that extension. Yeah, he's gonna. They're gonna he's pay gonna him like, like a pass some rusher. Stupid extension. Dave Gettleman's gonna pay him like you know far more than what he deserves. Yeah. So, but but at the same time, the guy's a great run defender, and the Jets yeah. have been getting gashed on the ground, and they clearly miss a guy like that. Now, Quinn Williams has been. Good, but you know, he's still making dumbass mistakes like he did the other night with that Ugh. roughing the passer. He's he's had a couple of roughing the passer penalties that have been pretty brutal. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so let's just start with 
how much do you want to contribute to this? Not contribute, but uh, how much do you want to give to this Colts game? I mean, it, it's. I think the biggest thing that came out of that Colts game was just. I mean, it was just. It was how bad Sam played. Yeah. I mean, it was just. Uh, I mean, outside of the one that. I mean, I'll give him credit, but the, the two drives, the one where he ended up throwing the touchdown pass, which was a vintage Sam scramble, broken play type of thing that just ended up being one of, you know, those plays that make the highlight reel. And if the Jets were good, is one of those plays that ESPN and Sports Center and NFL Live would gush over for like, you know, two weeks. If that's Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson, they. They play that clip endlessly. I mean, that's going to be anybody that's so making any Sam Darnold hype video for whatever for, like for whatever reason you're doing that. <laughs> if you're doing that, I don't know why you. Are. Yeah, if you're doing that, we need to have a talk, okay? Because <laughs> it's going to be what, like four minutes long. <laughs> if if that if that. Um, but yeah. I mean, it was like yeah, that was that was pretty much it. I mean, is like the very first drive he throws a pick six, and then he throws another pick six in that game, and then. He's got, you know, he, Xavier he throws Rhodes that, had his number. What did you say? I said Xavier Rhodes had his number for sure. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, he, he, the second interception he threw, he let a great drive down to the red zone, and he's struggled in the red zone. He's, he just can't seem. And it, and I'll, in his defense, it's it's hard to throw the ball in the red zone. It's it's difficult. Guys are just playing on top of each other. It's hard for receivers to get separation and get open. So it makes it harder to to throw the ball uh, unless you're willing to do, you know like fade routes and stuff like that. But um, the, I mean, the, the pass he threw, it's, it's, I understood what they were going for. He's trying to hit the guy in the corner of the end zone, but I mean, Xavier Rhodes just made like, you know, great plays right there. Just, you know, takes it right out. And that was really the story of that Colts game. And I mean that, and they allowed, they allowed old man, Phillip Rivers to slice him up and just, you know, they weren't doing anything to stop him in the air. And yeah. he I mean, marched up seven... and down the field at will. It was he was seventeen to twenty one for two hundred seventeen yards and a touchdown. It wasn't like Phil was you know airing it out, but right. but, but he, every he was single time efficient. that they were thrown it, yeah, every single time they were thrown it, it seemed like the receivers were like wide open or you know every sing, yeah every single play it's, it's like sometimes it's like these little dink and dunk plays that just give them the first down, extend the drive, like keeps it going. Like these guys are playing you know on short yardage situations. These guys are given their Colts receivers like. Uh, four to five yard cushions it made no sense it's like what are these guys doing like so the colts let's see how many offensive points so they had the pick six right um Ooh. they had, well the first pick six i'm just going in order uh then they had a mo alley cox one yard pass touchdown reception from phil rivers that was 11 plays 75 yards so that was a legitimate drive mm-hmm. um the great field position further the next two drives they had great field position uh, that they scored on. It was a Blankenship 42-yard field goal, and then a 10-play 55-yard drive to end with a Jonathan Taylor one-yard run. Right. Um, so great field position. Then, obviously, the pick six happened. So like, it wasn't like the Colts were lighting the Jets up on offense. Uh, the defense didn't look atrocious. It didn't look good either. Uh, but like a competent offensive team, Probably is gonna, you know, the Colts. Listen, the Colts defense is very good. Yeah. But if you're going up against the Patriots or the Chiefs, or, I mean, hell, like even like there's so many, there's so many competent. Like if you're going against Cleveland, even like I think Cleveland's mm-hmm. putting up, putting up like at least like 21 points, uh, in in this sort of in this sort of game that 
uh, the Jets played. Uh, right. The Jets are just not competent on offense, and we've talked about most about the defense. We haven't touched on Adam Gase really at all so far. Adam Gase exposed himself not only in this game but in in, in Thursday night's game. Way worse than Thursday night's game, but he was. I mean, he, there, the calls for his job were really really loud. After this Colts game, there was a report that came out saying from Colin Cowherd saying that he had a source saying that uh, Thursday was going to be Gase's last day, regardless. And then Ian Rappaport came out and said that that's not true, basically, and that ownership still wants to keep on evaluating Gase with Sam Darnold because he thinks that they th- he I mean it, it it is Christopher Johnson. So Christopher Johnson basically wants to see Adam Gase keep on working with Sam because if he fires Adam Gase, that's going to be detrimental to Sam. Even <laughs> though having Adam Gase there is even a bigger detriment than not having Adam Gase there. I just. Make it make sense for me. I mean, that's, that's that's like the biggest Jets quote of all time. Like, you want your court, you want your head coach. Who is the one doing the damage to your quarterback? Right. Like you don't. It's like it's like when they didn't fire. When you watch him play, it's like their reason for not firing him in the off season. I, I mean, basically, just because they went six and two down the stretch, but also because they were afraid that firing him and bringing in a new head coach that Joe Douglas probably would have picked would be detrimental to Sam Darnold. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's like, I don't know if you've ever seen the meme. It's like the three people in the, the like the rows with like the holding guns to each other's heads. Yeah. It's like Sam Darnold, Adam Gase, Christopher Johnson. Yeah. It's like, it's like yeah. the, uh, the, the astronaut is like, oh, yes, it's, it's, it's like, all, it's cake. Christopher Johnson. It's always has been. Yeah. Like, it's cake. It always has been. Yeah. yeah I, lo- exactly. I love those memes. Yes. The astronaut it's, and the earth. And, and, and you can't make it make sense. I mean, it, he should have been fired for a, I mean, him and Greg Williams should have been fired for a multitude of reasons after that Broncos game. Greg Williams probably because of how the game ended. Like, Dude, I had they turned lost it off. to Brett Rippin. Yeah, but I'd also I'd also turned it off by that point. But like, him still. I mean, granted, is also on um, like the Broncos for still going back and trying to trying to do plays when the game's already over, but you're still like going after you're still calling timeouts after the Broncos taken May. like these guys are getting well, personal foul penalties after the game's over and now they're fighting on they're fighting on the field like and Vic, Vic Fangio won't like shake Adam Gase's hand like it was just I mean and they were so right dragged across social media for just how the game ended for their on-field performance and for just how trashy it looked at the end so Vic Fangio and Adam Gase I'm pretty sure they were together in Chicago um when they when they I think Gase was the offensive coordinator and Fangio was the defensive coordinator. So there's definitely something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um I guess we've moved on to this Broncos game. Uh, yeah, there's th- not much to say about that. Yeah, Colts. <laughs> yeah. We, we 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 you got you guys they lost. They played Listen, it, yeah, it's two games ago. You guys all have moved past this game and so have we. Um and I'm honestly I've i I've moved past this Broncos. I've moved past the Jets, this Jets yeah. team, to be honest, but we're all gonna right. keep on talking about them because you guys, you know, the listeners still like to listen. They're begging for our takes. <laughs> yeah, they love our takes. Um, listen, does it surprise me at all that Adam Gase is an awful reputation? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Uh, I think this is not just Adam Gase, though. I think it's the Jets in general. Um, I think that teams hate playing at MetLife, like, more than anything. I think this is probably... I bet if you go around and you ask players around the league where their least favorite place to play is, 
this season, uh, fanless, like just talking about the mm-hmm. stadium itself, it's MetLife. It has to be because has to be it, because I mean, first of all, you, it's it's a well known fact that turf is awful. Okay, the 49ers right. have, have sounded the alarm on that one, right? But also, when you play the Jets, you're going up against a guy named Greg Williams, and that guy's reputation around the league might be worse than Adam Gase's, <laughs> and. I mean, listen, for all the, listen, wrong, for all listen. the right reasons, people should not want to play right. Greg Williams. Like, right, but the, here's the thing. I, I think that a lot of it has to do with they think the Jets are just a dirty team with, yep. Greg, with Greg Williams, and, and they're poorly they're poorly coached. Like Vic Fangio was like, get the, get the fuck off the field. Everybody to the right. locker room right now. Right, right. He was screaming at his players. It's a combination of Greg Williams being an asshole who, <laughs> who tells his players to target uh, offensive players and whatnot, and also Gase being so incompetent that the number of penalties that are committed, it's just the Jets are a dangerous team to play right now mm-hmm. for all the wrong reasons. Like, the Chiefs are a dangerous football team because they're going to beat you. Like, you, when you think of dangerous, like, in, in terms of sports speak, you're like, oh, yeah, that, that's a dangerous team. You don't want to play yeah. them. You don't want to play them in December. You know, they got to, they gotta, you know, like the Titans, you don't want to play the Titans in December because right. you, you got Derrick Henry and he's pummeling you for for <laughs> Ryan thirty thirty like carries. Like, right, right. Yeah. So that's one version of dangerous, right? Where you just don't want to play the guy because you don't want to get beaten down by them. The, the other dangerous is what Greg Williams has created in New York right now, which is and and, and Adam Gase. It's it's both of them, right? An undisciplined football team with minimal talent that relies on penalties and dangerous plays to stay in games that result in injuries of other players on top of the fact that they play on the worst turf in the NFL. It's just a a clusterfuck of clusterfuckness. <laughs> and and, it's, and the turf the turf is taking Jets players too. Yeah. They lost Lawrence Cajun for like a month. I mean, there was the pass from Sam, and it was a great pass, too. Like, perfect, like, back shoulder throw. And then Kadri goes up for it, and he just drops. And yeah, he literally just, crumbles. He just crumbles. <laughs> like, his hamstring is, like, you look at his, like, he's just immediately grasping his hamstring because he couldn't turn because he got stuck in the turf, probably. I like, I saw that. I was like, oh. I was like, what the hell? I said, like, oh, he tore his hamstring. That was my first re- reaction to that. I was like, he, he just ripped it, like, completely. Oh, yeah. just Ridiculous. In, I mean, you gotta I mean, think it, the. I, I mean, they they probably never say it because it's their home stadium, but like you gotta think the Jets players are voicing the same opinions that those Niners players were. Granted, the Niners injuries when they played the Jets. I mean, I, I didn't watch enough of that Niners Giants game to know guys were getting hurt in that game either. But the guys like Bosa and Solomon Thomas and stuff like that, they were getting rolled up on. Those those weren't necessarily due to the field. But I digress. It's. So it's like you saying this stuff about not wanting to play MetLife, spot on. I mean, yeah, for any multitude of reasons. So I, I just had a thought, and I need I need your help because I think serious something's seriously wrong with me. <laughs> oh no! I um, I, a wave of feeling just like washed over me as we were talking about as we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is so fucked up. <laughs> I like kind of wish the Jets were playing today. 
Really? Why? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of just, I kind of just really wish they were playing, and I could complain about them and <laughs> and like hate watch them. <laughs> yeah, like I really, I wouldn't say I really wish they were playing today, but it was just like a brief moment, like a wave well, of feeling. Just a week now, and they're getting the shit rocked by Arizona. And then you can, like, punch yourself Holy in the face. fuck, that game's going to be so bad. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. Like, it's going to be so bad. Like, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, like, they're going to run They're gonna run circles about around the Jets. And that's it's going to be, be – That's going to be really bad. It's going to be really, really bad. bad. The only thing that's going to be worse is those two weeks when the Jets play the Chiefs and the Patriots back-to-back. The <sighs> Patriots in prime time, you know. That's the only time it's going to be worse. I saw um, Will Brinson. You follow him on Twitter? Uh, I think so. Yeah. He tweeted yesterday. I've he's like I have figured out how to solve this jet this Chiefs Pats dilemma. The Chiefs play the Jets week nine or week eight, and the Jets play the Patriots week nine. The Jets will forfeit both games, and they can pick between <laughs> they can pick between playing in week eight and week nine for the Chiefs and the Patriots because. The Jets aren't winning those games <laughs> anyway, so you and might as we well just forfeit If we them. learned anything from this Denver game, they could play their backups and they'd still beat the Jets. Uh, like they don't have to play Mahomes. They don't I, have to I, play Cam. Like so, they, they they could throw out they could throw out uh, who, who who's the Patriots backup who's going to be playing Stidham. for them? No, I don't. Still Stidham? I don't. I don't know if Stidham. I don't know. That's yeah. I don't even know who the Chiefs backup. Honestly, is. maybe maybe. Yeah, I mean it could be, but I, I was me like nah. That's like the backup to the backup. There's no way. <laughs> and then I just remembered that the Jets lost to the backup of the backup in Denver. Exactly. Um, so they could play. They could play all their backups. Like the Chiefs right. could. Chiefs could sit Kelsey. They could sit Patrick Mahomes. They could sit Everett Tolaire. You know. It by was, the way, it, it was pretty great. That, uh, that game the other night, the Monday night game. What was up with Steve Levy? He can't pronounce Edward Tolaire name like Edward Tolaire. Elair. Elair. Like he just couldn't get it right <laughs> the entire game. And it's a shame because he was getting a lot of crap. Uh, yeah. And. I know. Yeah. And I think that Steve Levy's really, really like he's he's been not really, really good, but he's been he's been solid, very solid. Um, and that crew is way better than it was last year. But people were still hating on oh them because of the Clyde Edwards Elair. I think E-layer. that Steve, I think that Steve's smart enough where he can maybe poke a little fun of himself this week. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Which, by the way, I think we're gonna get two Monday night football games this week, which will be fun. I don't know if we get Tuesday night football, which is even, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So only only day, the only two the only it would only be Wednesday and Friday. There'd be no football. Um, which would be nice. Don't hate that. Don't hate that. Um. All right. So what I was about to say though was uh, you brought up Stidham, and that got me thinking. I mean. Do the Jets have a win on this schedule? Because Cam will be back this season, 100%. Um, so the Jets have to play the Patriots twice this season. They had to play the Dolphins twice again uh, still, and they have to play the Buffalo Bills another time on October 25th. They're going to get killed by the Cardinals. And and the reason I'm thinking about this is because they just lost to the backup of the backup <laughs> in Denver. Um Jeff Driscoll's the backup, and Brett Rippon is the third-string quarterback, and Driscoll got benched. So maybe he is the second string, I guess. Um, yeah. But even so, I mean, it's Brett Rippon. Like, he's yeah. awful. He threw three interceptions to the Jets. Like, Pierre Desir looked okay because Brett Rippon threw the ball right to him twice. Right. Um, And we all know that guy stinks. Terrible. So if you're losing to the Broncos, this was, like, the only win I saw – Like. This was a big determining game. It was a game where if the Jets blow out to Denver, 
okay, so you're middle tier. You're a middle tier team. You're 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 really mediocre. You're you're if they blew out Denver, that means Sam played really well. The defense played right. played well. You know, like as well as you can. Like I mean, it's 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 Brett Rippin, so you don't have to play lights out. You only have to right. be like competent against a guy like that. And they weren't competent. They <laughs> weren't competent at all. Like, they let up 37 points. Uh, so you, the Broncos were it. Like this was the determining factor because the Broncos were 0 3 also. And with how many backups they had in, you don't got you don't got your starting quarterback. No Von Miller. No Cortland Sutton. Like, they're missing a lot of guys. You know their right. offensive line isn't very good. Their defensive line is not very good. Their their secondary is is depleted. Like everything about this team, like it was right for the, a Jets win, and it, they just couldn't pull it out. Like that, I, I was cracking up when Melvin Gordon hit, got, got that run. He ran oh, right. I, I, they I mean, got the Jets got great penetration up the middle, and nobody along the edge because they have no <laughs> edge rushers. And Melvin hits the the, the, the initial that gets initially contacted by the uh, the interior lineman, whoever rushed that play, probably Quinnen. And yeah. he just bounced it right out and, and scored like, a forty-yard <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> well, he's like, just well, see you later. <laughs> so they get so next week, uh, one o'clock on Fox, they get the Cardinals, and they're going to get destroyed by Arizona. Yeah. You're at the Chargers; they're going to lose that game. Uh, although Melvin Ingram, I'm pretty sure I saw was on the uh, the IR, but they still got Bosa. Uh, so I'm looking. Yeah. Hopefully, Becton's healthy, um, yeah. and we'll get to that oh, in a second. I, oh, we'll God. get to that in a second. Um, then you get the Bills, the Chiefs, the Patriots, losses. So you're 0 and 4, 0 and 5, 0 and 6, 0 and 7, 0 and 8, 0 and 9. You're 0 and 9. Uh, going into the Miami game. Going into the Miami game, and we talked about this I think two weeks ago. How perfect it would be. You go, oh, yeah. You're 0 and 9 going into Miami. You go to Miami, and then you leave Adam Gase at the airport. <laughs> That's what we're rooting for here, folks. Okay, because this is the only thing we have. This is the only thing we have left this season. <laughs> All right, I'm speaking directly into the microphone. This is the <laughs> only thing we have left to root for, because honestly, I, I'm finding myself less and less rooting for Sam Darnold and more so rooting for for losses, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, it's the third year and he's making rookie mistakes. Still, yeah. I, I'm not. I I I I'm very much soured on Sam. I'm still hopeful right. that maybe something can happen and, and Gase gets fired and he starts lighting it up. That'd be right. awesome. Um, but realistically, the Jets are probably going to get the first overall pick. They're the they're odds-on favorite right now. I think the Giants are point zero one percent behind them. They're, the Giants are on their heels, or they're on ESPN's FBI Power Index. They're point zero one percent ahead of the Jets in terms of who has a, a better chance of getting the first overall pick. Either way, um, listen, <clears throat> and we're going to do a lot more on this. I'm going to try and get some, some fun guests for this pod to talk about draft stuff because that's all we really, we're really going to have. Um, but it's either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, oh. right? And I, I think we'll, we'll, we'll save the, that sort of conversation for a different pod when we're yeah. further into the season and, uh, we have someone on who knows significantly more than both of us. <laughs> and talking about and then talking about just game recaps is you know pointless at that point. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, I think by the by the time we're playing the Raiders, no one's tuning into this podcast to hear us talk about the, the previous game. <laughs> so I lost again. <laughs> so, all right, so that's ten weeks in a row. <laughs> what do you want to talk about next? <laughs> uh, Pot over. It's been six yeah. minutes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, listen, 
it's gonna be it's gonna get really bad. We are rooting at this point for two things. We're rooting for losses. I don't know about you. I I, I don't know what, what are you rooting for, Sam? Still, or mm-hmm. I am, and especially because I know for a fact the talent's there, and I think the perfect comparison that people have been making and I'm begun to make in my head is that he's starting to look like he will be Ryan Tannehill 2.0. Ryan Tannehill didn't play all that great he when he was with way, Miami. He has way more talent than Tannehill, though. Like, that's the well, thing. I, I, that's what it is, is that he'd be even a better version of what's happening. I mean, Joe Caparoso, if you're listening to, if you're listening to this pod, I'm sure you follow him on Twitter, but he has this whole like thing going, the Gase Freedom Watch, where it's like the second a player leaves from playing under Adam Gase, he flourishes with another team. Yeah. Kenny Drake, Ryan Tannehill. Like, these guys, Ryan Colech- Tannehill. Colechio Semele. Colechio Semele. Oh, that's more, that's, a, that's as much of a Joe Douglas mistake as it is an Adam Gase mistake. Yeah, it is. It really uh, is. But Ryan Tannehill, we, we touched on it just briefly before. I mean, he's not going to get it, but he's, ha- he's putting up, like, you know, early MVP-type numbers where it's like, you know, he – leaves Adam Gase and he starts just playing well. And I know that if the Jets do move on from Sam and they try to trade him in the off season before the draft or something like that, more than likely they try, I, I would imagine and hope they'd try to trade him to an NFC team. I couldn't think of an exact landing spot of where it would suit him, but just, he's going to go to anybody, but the Steelers, anybody with the Steelers. And I, and I know Juju Smith-Schuster was talking about it, like half joking around that he'd love to reunite with Sam, but He's going to go to what other team, and he's going to flourish. Right. I, I've never been more confident in that statement because the talent's there. We saw it on that, you know, we didn't even mention we've it. Seen it. We've seen it so many times. That, I mean, that, that, the run the other night. Yeah, that was nuts. I didn't know he could do that. I mean, I know you can attribute that more as much as you want to an, uh, a Denver broken play on defense and missed tackling because it was. I mean, that's true. But you can see it. It's there. The Jets just – either don't know what to do with him or they just haven't coached him enough to the point where he's not making the, the rookie mistakes in year three because he's still doing it. And the second time, the second he goes to another team, they're going to fix it and yeah. he's going to be fine. Listen, he, now, I, I maybe didn't... his ceiling is a Matt Stafford where it's like, you just, you just to put up with the turnovers or uh, even a Brett Favre. I mean, for as good as Brett Favre was and <laughs> as Hall of Fame quarterback as he was, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Turn, I'm just. I'm not saying Sam's gonna be Brett Favre. I'm just saying. Okay, Eli Manning. The dude turned the ball over all the time during his time with the Giants. You look at his stats. He was putting yeah. up double digit interceptions every season. If that's and the Giants, the Giants fans, you know, it was just something they knew at year. Well, by the time they won the Super Bowl, they realized that you know this is their guy for you know the next 10, 15 years. Interceptions and turnovers is just something we're gonna have to deal with. Uh-huh. And if the Jets miss out on the top pick. I'm still, I'm still a believer in Sam, but as Justin Twitter, Fields, <laughs> but as I mean, more and more people are saying Justin Fields. <laughs> I need to see more of Justin Fields, but that's uh, oh, you will. I know, I, I know, but that's that's. I mean, that's Big Ten you and you speaking. You know, we'll see how he performs against your boys week one. I um, of, uh, you I, know, I like Justin Big Fields, season. even as a Penn State guy. No, like I just like him as a prospect. I hate his guts. Like, <laughs> you know, he's he's very. What if he's the Jets get good. him? Oh. 
Yeah, I, I think I want Trevor Moore. Um, I mean, I think everyone wants Trevor Moore, and he's like Justin Fields is kind of like the quote unquote consolation prize. Like Trevor and, definitely had me concerned in that national championship last year. He played like garbage, uh, but we'll see. I, big hey, big test, big test for Trevor this week against Miami. Big test, big test. I mean, it's it's gotten to the point where I still, and I think a lot of Jets Twitter has resi- re- re- like resigned themselves to the fact that they know that if the Jets move on from Sam, that he's going to go and he's going to flourish somewhere else and he's going to be their franchise quarterback. Would you and pick up his fifth-year option? Right now? Yeah, would you pick up his fifth-year option? I if, think it's something. If the you, season, it would be something if they go 0-16. If they go 0-16 and, and he's still... And he's playing the way he's playing right now. Really inconsistent. Like, you see flashes. You, you see flashes. So. You see, you see flashes. So. Like, you see... You, you see it. You, you see, see flashes it, that he makes, but... Yeah. Those are the things you want to see in the rookie year, which is what we saw in the rookie year. No. The fact of the matter is, Sam played better under defensive-minded coach and Todd Bowles and Jeremy Bates, who we cursed the name of Jeremy Bates... That year, under Sam, like we, yeah, we, we said, Jeremy, we said Jeremy Bates was ruining Sam. Little did we know it was coming. Yeah, like we well, were there. Listen, we were he gets after that Green Bay game. I remember we were like, "This is the guy." Like the Jets found their franchise quarterback, and here we are, two years later, thinking that they got to move on and they got to find another guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, for all the mistakes that Baker Mayfield makes, Cleveland's not talking about moving on from him. No, like, they also have weapons. They also have. Top- they also have weapons around him. They have Odell and Jarvis and Chubb. And... It's the same thing with Josh Allen. I said it before going into the Indy game. The Bills gave Josh Allen Stephon Diggs. They gave him Cole Beasley. They you know, they gave him John Brown. The Browns gave Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, David Njoku, Odell Beckham, Nick Chubb. The Jets gave Sam Braxton Berrios, Chris Hogan. Uh... Rashad Perryman. <laughs> now now i think probably can't play football anymore like so the jets are getting denzel mims back this week and that'll be hopefully big for sam darnold i i want to see what denzel mims can do with sam uh this kid was a lot of fun to watch at baylor in college and i'm really hoping that we start to see we can like my hope is we can evaluate sam Properly, more, pro- more yeah, yeah, properly, week by week as the weeks go on. Because I think after this week, you get Perryman and and Le'Veon back, and Perryman got hurt in the first game, right? Or was it the second game? This is the second game. So it was okay. the, the Niners game. So you get Le'Veon back in uh, after this week because he got hurt in the Bills game. Um, Mims is back this week, and Perryman will be back with Le'Veon. Once you have Mims, Perryman, and Le'Veon. And then you have Crowder, who he's still he's Crowder. good. Crowder's, Crowder's good. good. Crowder's, Crowder's a legitimate good. is a legitimately good Crowder's wide good. receiver. Um, yeah. Once once, once Sam has Jeff that, Smith, I'm liking what I'm seeing with Jeff Smith. I yeah, mean, Jeff Smith too. Once the once Sam has those back, there's no excuses anymore. There right, aren't. Exactly. There aren't. Exactly. Um, because you can say, oh, he has no weapons. He has no this, no that. But when you have Le'Veon as your running back. A revamped offensive line. Uh, obviously, Beckton has Horrible. to be Beckton has to be healthy. Healthy, obviously. Beckton and George Fant, you know. and, and yeah, and George Fant. Is it Fant or Font? It's Fant, I think. Okay. Um, I think they were saying because that's because Noah Fant's his brother, right? I'm not sure. 
I'm not sure. Because, I mean, he, he, he plays for Denver, so he was in that game. So you have a healthy Le'Veon. You have a healthy Perryman, who at the end of last season was very, very good. And we right. know we can, he, can, he can play. He just needs good quarterbacking. Yeah. You know, Crowder's your slot guy. You have Berrios, who's established himself as somebody that Sam likes to throw to. And, and obviously, he's not a guy you're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Jets have Braxton Berrios. No. <laughs> right. I, he's just the, he's the fourth wide receiver. He's, 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 he's a guy. He's a body that you can. Exactly. You, yeah. you know that he's going to. If Sam throws him a slant over the middle, you know Berrios is probably going to catch that ball. And he'll probably. Right. And he, he does a solid job getting open. He's a little slot guy, but he's the backup slot guy. His ceiling is a cool and then you have And then you have, yeah. And then you have Mims. Right, who is supposed right. to be a great wide receiver and a second round pick, then you can start evaluating Sam correctly, right? And you can actually have a conversation about whether or not is he is he, is he worth giving that that fifth year option to, and you'll have that in the next couple of weeks, and it's going to be against really good competition. You're going to play the uh, you know the, the Bills, the Chiefs, the, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Cardinals, all these teams. I think the Jets are going to get killed in all these games. But right. you know, if you're if you if if it's a th- if it's like a t- twenty four if it's like a, a thirty one to twenty four loss, and Sam plays well, and it's a defense that's awful, and Adam Gase is blowing timeouts, and and it's obvious that it's Gase's play calling that's the issue. Like they threw a wheel route to <laughs> Frank Gore in the red zone on like second or third down, and obviously, I mean, I, I I remember seeing that play and. Uh, Hogan was over and open over the middle. Yeah, but yeah. the play call was clearly wheel route to Gore. Right, right. Which Sam didn't even look at the other receivers. You right. could tell that was designed for the running back, designed for a fast running back like Le'Veon or uh, or a guy who can catch the ball. Pirine. Like you know, it was designed for that guy. But they designed, but they decide to keep Frank Gore in there. Like that's just Adam Gase to a T. Also, we were we've been you know going on and on and on. But there's a chance Sam doesn't play next week. Or for like the next yeah, couple weeks, that's right. Because Adam Gase is a fucking idiot, and same thing with Makai Becton. Like he kept these guys, he he, he threw Becton back out there when it's, it was clear that he couldn't. He, they they dressed him in so that he could play in an emergency role, which, in you know, just saying it out loud doesn't make sense. And then he he goes out there as soon as uh as as soon as Adoga goes down, and he gets hurt. You know, worse. You know. And then Sam goes out there, and then we all held our breath because we thought we we all immediately thought he broke his collarbone. I mean, the he's going out when, the when he was he running off the field; like his arm was just hanging there. Like we thought it was just like you know, well, it that's had, it. It had to have been like, a stinger because I, yeah. I, I I'm with you. I thought it was a broken collarbone. I thought the season was his, his season was over. I mean, the season's over already, but well, I thought yeah. his season was over. And right. I. I was in my basement watching, and I walk upstairs, and I go to my dad. That's the last time we're going to see Sam Darnold in Jets Jets uniform, yeah. most likely. I mean, it's a, it's a reasonable statement to make. That and that and that really is the the worst case scenario right now is that Sam does get an injury that is that keeps him out for like you know four to five weeks, or it was a season ending injury. I mean, worse, that's even, worst case for him. For us, I I think that. If Sam's I mean, out for the rest of the like season, the, if he's out for the rest I, of the season, then we know for a fact that if, if if Sam was out for the, if he broke his collarbone, he was out for the season, and that was a throwing shoulder. Uh, we we know what the future holds now. The Jets are going to get the first overall pick. Like ninety nine percent sure they get the first overall pick because Joe Flacco wasn't winning them any games, and which is also hilarious. Joe Flacco <laughs> in twenty twenty played at an NFL game, 
so you can check that way, off your bingo card. There's a very real possibility that next Sunday, Joe Flacco and Frank Gore are starting for the Jets. And just saying that statement in 2020 is astounding. It's like insane, insane. <laughs> that's that's even an option. Um, it makes me. I mean, like. How much I mean, how much roster all... control do you think Joe Douglas has? Like legitimately, like who, who like like who's dressing? Do you think he's allowed to make any decisions about that? I think I think the when it came to Becton, I think he had and I think he had a good amount of input. I think him dressing and Becton hurt or like more than likely hurting himself worse is at least partially on Joe Douglas because Joe that was Joe Douglas's you know, that was his guy. That was his his very first draft, his very first number one overall pick, that was Joe Douglas's guy. So you know he wanted to see him play. So you got to imagine him and Gase had the conversation. That's malpractice, though. How how if you're exactly. Joe Douglas, if you're Joe Douglas, how on earth do you green light that? I I, yeah. I mean, we know for a fact that him and Gase are equal in the organization right now yeah. in terms of their say and their power. I mean, the little voice in my head is saying. Blame Gase. Blame Gase. This is right. Gase. this is Gase's fault. Blame Gase. Don't blame Joe. <laughs> Protect Joe. Protect Joe. Joe can, Joe can do no wrong. <laughs> right, but but no, but Joe is. I mean, listen. We are unbiased podcasters here, and we have to be fair. And you know, a lot of these, a lot of the, I think pretty much every free agent that Joe signed has just been. A major disappointment so far. Oh, I, I mean, and half half his draft picks haven't played. Right. <laughs> or they're hurt. <laughs> and honestly, the draft picks, the draft picks that have played, have been good, like really, like fantastic to okay. Right. You know, like Lamichael Perrine is, he should be getting way more right. touches. Should be getting way more touches. You know. You know. Um, but like at, at the same time, you like if you see a guy like Kalen Ballage come in, and you're like. That's Adam. That is Adam Gase written all over him. But he played in the same system. He played under Gase in Miami, so he should right. be like good. Oh <laughs> right. That, that, that. That's why I'm asking how much say. Yeah. Does Joe Douglas have? Because it feels a lot like. It feels a lot like. Flacco is a Gase guy. Yeah. Not a not a Joe Douglas. You got to think Joe Douglas probably wanted to see what guys like James Morgan would do at quarterback. Yeah, you know, why? If the Jets were smart, if Sam can't play, if the Jets were smart, which they're not, and we know that that's, you know, because they still think that, you know, they have a chance this season to do stuff because they have to say that. But also, you know, if they were smart, they'd start Morgan, you know, next week if they were smart. If Sam's hurt. If Sam's hurt, they yeah. were, if they were smart, they would do that. They're they're not smart, so they won't do that. But you drafted a quarterback for a reason, you know. Why not just see it? You know, if, if Sam's not your guy, and he can't play for like the next month or you know next couple weeks, where's the like what, what's the downside to trying where's to see the if beat? this guy can play? Where's the, like what's you know we know what Joe Flacco can do. Joe Flacco is he's Joe Flacco. He's everyone elite. He yeah, everyone knows Joe he's Flacco. Elite. He's elite. He's elite. He's elite. So we know we know what he can do, but we don't know what James Morgan can do. He's a quarterback that you drafted in the fourth or fifth round, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and we all kind of like saw the pick and we're kind of scratching our heads, like I don't know why he bothered to do that. But 
you know, he obviously liked what he saw. Maybe that was like Joe Douglas kind of giving us a hint that maybe he's not completely sold on Sam. Not that this guy, not that James Morgan would be like the answer or something, but that just, just like kind of giving a hint, tinfoil hat on. But yeah, I mean, where's the downside? I don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, even with Sam in there, they're going to lose these next couple games. So why not just see what this guy can do? It can't be any worse than Luke Falk. Let's put it that way. Holy crap. That guy stinks. <laughs> that guy stinks. Um, I'm like just looking at these stats. They're just so frustrating. Looking at looking at all the, the rushing stats. Can you tell me off the top of your head? What is uh what is Frank Gore averaging per carry? Uh, I'd say somewhere probably between three and four yards. Well, that's a safe guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's averaging three point two yards per game. Yeah. Um, like this is pathetic. It's atrocious. Pathetic. Now the Jets has a team we're averaging four point one yards per carry. Like, like I'm just like going like these stats are just embarrassing. Mm-hmm embarrassing chris hogan is tied with jameson Crowder. i guess you know, crowder missed a game um i don't know man it's it's just very this has just been a very jet season yeah that, that's really all i got i mean i don't do, i don't want to go through the the cardinals no. game no, we don't. Uh, what's there what's there to preview i mean who's gonna be covering deandre hopkins beard this year oh, like God. are you kidding me like Who's going to cover DeAndre Hopkins? No one. Nobody. What are they Nobody. Do? Put Pierre this year and Marcus May on him? I don't know. Like, he's, nothing's going to stop him. Kyler, Kyler Murray is just going to – he's going to do everything that's creative in the Cliff Kingsbury playbook, and he's going to run all over them, you know? Yeah. I mean, this team beat San Francisco when they were fully healthy. Like, exactly. And we like, lost their, their backups. So, <laughs> so, yeah, not going to be great. Not yeah. going to be great. Yeah. All right. No. Anything else you uh got? This no, week I'm 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 done letting this team ruin my Sunday when they're not even playing. Well, you, know what? <laughs> you know what? We got an hour and a half until the game start, and I think that uh, I can watch Red Zone without it'll, like it'll, having to. It'll be that. it'll be a stress free day. It'll be nice. Nice. That's gonna be great. All I'll right. Connor, as always, it's been a pleasure. Jesse, talk to you next time. Till next time, Jets fans. Peace.